Thank you for joining The Bevel Talk, Season 14, Episode 7, Weld Tube Special Part 7, Getting Started in the Welding Industry. Today, we're talking with special guests from the Weld Tube Squad, who discuss how they broke out in the welding industry, test advice for new welders, and the typical life on the road as a rig welder. Let's get right into it. Okay, so, you know, we've been talking about being a good helper and building helpers and stuff, but Talk to me about how you broke out or how, how you break out. I'm sure that's a question you all get quite regularly. I'll start. Okay. So um, how I broke out was I'm not, I've never been a pipeliner. That's never been my thing, never been over the road. Um, kind of shop, plants, um, food and beverage industry, dairy and stuff like that. So I, got, I was working for a company that serviced um, a, a major snack food maker so we travel around the country doing jobs and whatnot that's how i got my foot into the sanitary game and realized i'm good at it and i enjoy doing it so i kind of want to uh go towards that that direction so the way i broke out was the last i'd say a year or so because my wife gave me some some guidelines i needed to follow if i really wanted to go out on my own so when i knew it was coming i'm kind of planning to do my own thing um Every job you're on, you're rarely the only contractor or company on site if it's a shutdown. So think about when you're on site with all these other companies there with you, you're doing, you're interviewing every day. They're watching you. They know who you are. I know that guy. They're watching your work ethic. They're watching how hard you work. They're watching everything about you. So always, you know, put your best uh, foot forward, be professional, talk to different GCs, talk to and whatnot when you're on site. And when you start getting to that point where you're like, all right, I'm going to start, I'm going to put in my notice, I'm doing this. Um, about six months before that, start pimping out business cards. Be like, hey, when you guys have a project, holler at me. I'm going on my own. Give me a call. And that's what I did um, over quite a few different plants. And I'd say for the first three years I was on my own, uh, I've, I'm a sub subcontractor. So I'd be on their projects doing the same exact job I used to do, getting paid five times the amount I was getting paid before. So that's how I broke out. That's how I got my name out in the industry. And that's, that's how I got started personally. So get into an industry you want to pursue, learn it, master it, and then jump right into that same industry that you're already in and just take that money, take that bank and run with it. So I think the way I broke out is I lucked out. I was a welder helper. And so I, I'd helped quite a few different welders. And so I already knew welders that were involved in the industry. So just like what Matt was saying, he was part of the industry already and then just started hustling work, basically. And so the way I broke out is started making phone calls and just talking to whoever I could and saying, hey, do you guys know where anything is? And I think I was probably the worst welder helper ever, but... I had a good enough personality. They liked me. <laughs> so, they, uh, so they helped me out They and helped me find my first gig and, and royally was, should not have been welding on that job, but they let me go, buddy. <laughs> but that's how I broke out, and I just learned and learned from uh, – had a couple really old-timers that were on that first pipeline, and, and uh, they gave me a lot of tips. Said, "Man, you need to start meeting these guys, and you start writing numbers down." And I got a book that I call myself—I call it the Million Dollar Phone Book because it's literally has all my names, all the names of all these welders that I know personally, all their phone numbers, and it's literally—I mean, that's how I get my work. It's—they're the ones that have my paycheck in their pocket, basically. You just got to go get it. Yeah, I just got to go get it. So. I broke out and going back to reputation and that, 
um, I should say, started in the shop, get that experience down. Um, I also started buying tools and kind of working towards that early on. You know, you see on social media lots of time, brand new truck, brand new welder, big this, big that. That looks awesome, but that costs an insane amount. And the fact of the matter is it isn't always steady, especially when you're breaking out. So I tooled up used tools over time, built up slowly. So I was ready to go when I was and then got the experience in the shop, got the skill down. So I was ready to go, had everything set up. But the reason, the first phone call that broke me out was a foreman that I worked with as a first year apprentice back in, it had been six, seven years before that. And they were looking for TIG welders. So he called one guy, the journeyman I worked with, said, yeah, call Dakota. No, no, no. He's an apprentice. He's, he just got his ticket. Called another guy, called Dakota. And that reputation and that name is like, okay, well, I guess I got to call this guy. A couple of texts, a couple of emails, do a weld test, and sure enough, you're there. Um, I want to say that I was kind of like in the same route as, as Jake. You know, don't be afraid of starting down low uh, as a helper. That's how I started. Uh, you know, work work hard, put some quality work, good effort, production. Uh, give it all you got, and people do see that stuff, you know. People see how you're working, and they'll want you to stay. They'll give you races. But also, um, you know, talk to people, make friends, have connections, and uh, help them out, and they will help you out. You know, don't, don't just – don't envy at all your ego. <laughs> None of that. Yeah. Uh, well, another way I broke out is uh, I was working in a pipe fabrication shop in, uh, I believe it was 2012, and uh, I had the my nickel tickets, I had the duplex, super duplex, all the stainless and pipeline tickets. And uh, I felt like I was being uh, held back uh, because I wanted to do, like, anytime I wanted to do, like, stainless jobs, I wanted to do, like, nickel alloys, I wanted to go pipelining. And uh, at the time, I did not have those kind of opportunities from where I uh, was working. Uh, so I figured, well, I'll just go uh, rig up and I'll just, uh, you know, if I want to do stainless, I'll just, like, do calls for stainless and then so that's why I bought the truck and I bought all the tools and then I uh, applied for jobs that were doing like nickel alloys or pipeline or stainless and I got hired that's one of the things go, go ahead Cody so I, I just had a question this would probably be good advice for other people uh, so in all these jobs you're going to have to take a test right what advice do you have for those guys out there that are going to go take a test, right? Any techniques, any, any, anything that help you through that process? Because I'm sure that, I mean, that can be pretty nerve-wracking, right? And somebody could be a really good welder, but they just don't do a very good job taking a test, right? So what are some, some pointers or some advice you could give to those guys? I mean, if I, if I know I got a test coming for a job, say, okay, we got to hire you out for, you're going to be doing carbon tag, carbon stick. So you know you're going to be testing on, generally it's going to be like a boiler tube or heavy wall boiler tube. So you're going to do a TIG root, maybe a TIG hop pass, fill it out. Grab some pipe, it doesn't have to be the same kind of thing. Do a couple practice ones before, brush up on it. You know, if you don't do something for a while, it's really easy to get rough and test isn't exactly the place to practice. So kind of get your arms back into it. You kind of shake the jitters off a bit beforehand. 
you know, I've been asked this question a lot by some of my students. Um, you know, I, I always tell them, hey, ask, you know, ask uh, what procedure they want, what what position, what, you know, what type of pipe, you know, because some of these people, they're, you know, they're, they don't know what they're talking about, you know. So I always ask what position, what schedule size, what am I welding? You know, don't be afraid to ask questions before you get into that testing lab. Because that, that might make you fail. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make you look bad to ask a question, yeah, right? It, it makes you look good that you're trying to figure out and prepare. And sometimes these companies, they don't really tell you anything. They don't explain themselves. They expect you to know everything. But yeah, we know how to weld, but we want to be prepared, right? We want to pass. So, yeah, just uh, don't be afraid of asking questions, the right questions, you know. Answer them and write them down so you don't forget. Well, well, no one to come or do you want to talk? I was just going to kind of piggyback off that. Like the companies that are hiring welders, they don't want to waste their time just as much as they don't want to waste yours. So if you call them and ask you, you ask them what the test is, they're not trying to set you up for failure. They want you to pass because they need you to work for them. So they'll be more, more than likely willing to share any information you might ask on what the test might be. Uh, well, I know the biggest thing, uh, there's two things. Uh, it doesn't matter how skilled you are or how, you know, like how much practiced. Um, if you're very, very nervous, uh, usually you get in your head and you start thinking all these awful things and, and you're, you're in panic. The way around that actually is actually to use like a breathing technique. Um, you know, just inhale, hold for a couple seconds. And then exhale, hold for a couple seconds, and then repeat that. It'll actually calm you down, and then that way, like you're, you'll calm down overall. You won't be thinking, "Oh my God, I'm going to like fail this." And the other thing is that I've, I've always, um, you need to be very careful who you have around you for welders. Um, like for example, uh, in the '70s, uh, in the in the pumping iron videos with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno. <clears throat> Uh, like Lou Ferrigno had massive potential, and he had ultimately like, quit bodybuilding for many years, uh, also too with, with his father. But uh, uh, Schwarzenegger would always like be on him, just like like he'd always be on all the other competitors. He'd kind of tease him. Oh, you know, Ferrigno, you're looking a little small there. I don't think your traps are built as uh, nice. way. he'd get in their heads, and that was one of the ways the psychological that he was able to uh, uh, defeat these guys is because a lot of these guys suddenly became very insecure. And welders, welders are very very bad for that because welders, uh, if if a welder sees you as a competition, they will say things to make you insecure so that you'll lose certain opportunities or fail uh, so that they themselves can get these opportunities. So you have to be very careful who you have around you at all times. Arc Reach Smart Feeder delivers excellent RMD and pulsed MIG welding up to 200 feet away from the power source with no control cables, twice the distance previously possible. RMD and pulsed MIG processes also help reduce weld failures and eliminate backing gas on some stainless and chromoly applications. For more information, visit MillerWelds.com slash wirefeeders. I think uh, is the pretest jitters, right? That's yeah. what we're talking about. Oh, I think the breathing technique helps me a lot, but I know when you first begin and you're first learning how to weld and you get your first test, I know for me personally, when you have to make a test, it is three times more stressful. So, like as far as having to make the test, finances, you know, that's, I know we go back, I go back to that a lot because, I mean, if you're hurting for money, this is your shot to make some money, it just adds so much more stress to what's happening. So, if you're just 
financially set up, you're, you're breathing like Travis said. It, I had another guy tell me one time, he says, it's just another weld. He says, just go in there and make a weld. And it helped me a lot, so. Throw that hood down, it's just you and that weld. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I've, met, I've met older gentlemen, you know, 10 years, 15 years of experience. And I've heard stories from them that, you know, they still fail tests. Because they go to the lab and they're so nervous. They know they're testing. They know they got to pass that test, make that money. And you'll fail. Sometimes you fail, yeah. Well, no, I, so I kind of have a funny... keep it calm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I kind of have a funny story about testing. Uh, the company I work for right now, uh, Legion Pipe and Fabricators, um, uh, I called them because I was uh, referred by uh, Eli, uh, the head welder there. He said, yeah, come, come down to Legion, you know. And then so I called them and they said, yeah, just come on Monday and you can do like a skill test and everything, uh, which is very, very typical doing, you know, skill tests and everything. And so I thought to myself, should I practice? Nah, nah, nah I'm not going to practice for this. And then so I drive to uh, Legion uh, Monday and, you know, my typical morning is I have those Rockstar energy drinks. I'm drinking those. I'm just driving to Legion shop there, you know, and and then I'm doing this test and all of a sudden, like, I get this bad sugar rush. So, <laughs> so, so I get to the point where... <laughs> Like when that happens, like never ate any, anything or nothing. So I'm, I'm getting the, the shakes really badly, and I'm having out of body experiences. And even if somebody came up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and even if somebody came up and slapped me, I probably wouldn't even feel it, you know. So I'm just like, oh my god, you know. So I'm grabbing like ball gum or anything. I'm like chewing that and swallowing it just because I have nothing to, you know, because I have the shakes so badly. And I have to do the stainless roll weld, and I'm so I, I do this weld and everything, and I'm just shaking really badly. And then, but I. Like, I didn't realize how important that thing was because there was actually over 100 rig welders that came before me, and he didn't want any of them. But he's like, yes, I love yours. You're hired. But I had no idea. And now he's up to three rock stars a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just oh, the no, right that's, amount of shake. That's breakfast. Uh, that's breakfast. Okay. <laughs> so tell me what, what a typical week in a life on the road or as a rig welder is. What does that look like? Oh, I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. So lately, we've been able to stay pretty close to the home. But to be able to be on a job, meet all these cool people. I mean, we hang out with their families if they bring their families. We're all in fifth wheels for the most part. And then the job ends and everybody splits up. And we go to a whole nother state, a whole new area. We meet a whole new group of people. I mean, it just doesn't get any better. It's fun. I love it. Well, I think as a welder, it... it like for me, uh, because I work at Legion, I'm I'm usually just very close to home. I either work at the shop or else I work, you know, close areas. Um, so I don't mind that. Um, if I have to travel to, if I'm working for any other company, I mean, I might have to drive like seven hours to this place there, seven hours, eight hours to this other place. That I don't, I'm not very particularly fond of. I don't really care for doing that. I'd much rather stay at home. Uh, but I do like what you guys do where it's like, okay, we need you in Tennessee. Okay, we need you in Canada. Okay, we need you in Paris. Okay, we need you in Egypt or something. Uh, that I would like, um, you know, just that traveling aspect. But if it's just like around home and just traveling around home, that is much rather not do. But I do like what you guys do is traveling to different countries and those kind of opportunities I would enjoy. I mean, last little while for me, like it's been, you know, depending what's happening, work in the shop, you'll do some fabrication, you're building stuff in the shop. Uh, then you head out to site with it, you install it, you put your supports in, tie it all down, head back to the shop onto the next project. Um, I kind of don't mind having a little bit of variety, you know, doing the same thing for a while, 
least for me, seems to uh, get kind of boring, not boring, but you lose interest a little bit. So having that variety and with welding, it's easy to have variety. It, uh, it keeps you going and to see some different sites, different parts of the province and just some a little bit different, keep you, keep you going into it. All right. Who do you guys see as mentors or influencers? Who do you follow on social media? I'd say Ryan Europe. Uh, he's from uh, um, Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan's freaking great. Yeah, but what I admire about him is that he's very, very supportive. He's always been extremely supportive of me. So, like, actually, all of us, he, he actually supports all of us. He's just like always very, like, right on, good job. He's and just always, a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and he'd be uh, from BC, Canada. So. He took mine yeah. away from me. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> I'll say my brother, um, Adam Arnold, Black Star Welding on Instagram. He's the reason I'm a, I am a welder and am as good as I am because I'm always trying to chase his coattails. Like he's <laughs> brothers. He's ridiculous. Like he makes his 7018s look like my TIG caps. So, um, yeah, he's just, it's always having that personal connection with somebody that close to you, make, like pushing me to do better every day. That's kind of, that's why I'm sitting in this chair right now today. Nick Bizzotti's, that dude is freaking awesome. I know that uh, when I went home after this last kind of little oil crash that happened, went home and I was like, well, oh, crap, what the heck am I going to do, you know? And I got a hold of Nick, and he was he was great. Lots of tips. I would want to say uh, probably a family member. He's, he's the one who actually got me into this. I've always asked him for advice, you know, and he's probably one of the reasons why I'm I'm also here. I've gotten a lot of knowledge from him. Yeah. I don't have any super specific ones. I'm just looking through here. I already took his answer. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ryan's but to go off on that, like social media is an incredible thing. Like it's linked me up with these guys. Uh, it's linked all of us together. Same time, it's not great sometimes. And to people, you know, when I'm on there, I try and I try and not be on there tons it can be a time suck um so the people i do follow i don't want to hear negative i don't want to hear that complaining or like uh you mentioned supporting other guys like it's just that positivity kind of bringing other guys up not dragging people down or bad-mouthing people it's just i don't i don't have the patience for that i don't want to hear it i don't want to see it it's just some in general life's hard enough let's build each other up right we're all in it every day together. Welding's tough. That goes to what Travis said about having welders around you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have room in my life for negativity, you know? Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming up here to Appleton to visit with us. Thanks for sitting here and chatting with, with us. Um, we look forward to seeing more content from you guys on your social media pages, on Instagram, on WeldTube, um, and all over. Looking forward to doing more. So thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. It was a blessing. Incredible week. Oh, yes. Hoorah. Hoorah. Thank you for listening to the Bevel Talk Season 14. Please check out all of this season's episodes featuring the Weld Tube Squad 